Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yo, what's up, buddies? CNR. Okay, what's up? CNR is what's CNR up. up early in for the great Dan Patrick. Yes. Always a pleasure. Happy, happy grundle of the holiday season. You <laughs> could say that. You could say it's grundle. The space between, yeah, the space between Christmas and New Year's. Happy to be here celebrating that with you. Ah. Live from the Mercedes-Benz Studios, the vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at MBS, MBUSA.com slash EQS. And this year, Rich... Resolve to keep your family safer than ever with Simply Safe. Dan Patrick trusts Simply Safe in his own home. Recommends it to everybody. Save 20% on your new system with a fast protect plan by visiting simplysafedan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Makes you feel a little extra safe. I, I don't have a good enough security system at my house. And this is no commercial. I, I Sometimes I feel exposed. All I have, you want to know the truth? It's a ring doorbell. <laughs> I have. A ring doorbell is not really connected to anything other than my phone. Um, and That'll butterfly. stop them. <laughs> no, I have a butterfly knife that my Uncle Victor gave me when I was a kid. Oh, I have a, I have a Louisville slugger with my, my son's name engraved on it that I keep <laughs> under my bed. Yeah. Ah, that'll get him. That'll do the trick. So, yeah, right. simply safe. Anyway, always a pleasure to be here. Thanks again for hanging out with us. A Thursday that feels like a Tuesday. Almost through the week. Dude, you said it's the uh, it's the ain't quite. It ain't quite Christmas. Ain't quite New Year's yet. It's that that weird in between week. And I said it yesterday, and some bozos hit us up saying like, you know, a lot of people are working. I'm like, yeah, we're working, moron. I'm just saying there's a lot of confusion as to what day is it. You know, a lot of corporations sort of shut down. Like bosses aren't there. It's that lazy yeah. time of year where. I heard you could do all sorts of naughty stuff because Santa doesn't count this time of the year. Oh, yeah, you could do whatever. Cheat on your wife. Yeah. yeah cheat yeah, at work. Yeah. Steal. You could uh, yeah, cheat it, on your diet, Rich. It was yeah. diet. It wasn't your wife. It was your diet. Your, not your wife? And, oh, because I know. heard Santa. Because Santa always says, were you good this year? And well, yeah, this year would insinuate. Would insinuate yeah. you're sort of clear during yeah. this week. So let's have some fun. Let's go to let's Vegas. Cause some ruckus. Let's go to Vegas. And, you know, just be careful. That's all. Um, hey, there's a lot to get to today, including one of my favorite feuds of 2023, and it just got in at the end of the year. It's not really a feud. It's just a fun back and forth. Cam Newton and Debo Samuel, we're going to get to that. Uh, the tough life of Tommy DeVito. We're going we're gonna to talk about what it's like when you're up one second and down the next. Uh, who would you consider to be the premier number one player in the NFL? Is it still the same guy it was the last few years? So much to get to, but I do want to start with something I saw, actually two things I saw, and I feel like you're the type of guy that would say, nah, not doing that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you think you know where I'm going with this? Does it have to do with the Duke's Mayo Bowl? Dude, last night, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Spot, are you a mayo fan? I feel like I like mayo on a sandwich, but large quantities of mayo sort of gross me out. Yo, can you turn it spots mic on? Hi. Thank you. Who? Oh. Only mixed in uh salads, like tuna salad, chicken salad, but dips. You, but not on like a sandwich. But like pure raw mayo, 
I don't know if something happened in my childhood. It elicits the most like Blah! gross response. So I ask you, <laughs> but there's nothing appetizing about it as far but, as the look of it. Like who wants that? Yeah, but on it, their burger, it's great on me. a sandwich or a burger. Yeah, but I never request it. In oh, fact, I'll, it's I'll, usually I'll, like no. yeah, no mayo, thanks. No, I'll, and then I'll, sometimes ninety percent of the time they leave it on, and I just don't feel like complaining. It's a great compliment to a, a burger or a sandwich or something like that, but. Sounds like a bunch of guys who've never had Kewpie mayo. What is it? Kewpie. It's like a Japanese mayo, but they use the full yolk. It's so much more delicious than like the stuff you'll get in the stores. Well, okay. why don't you make us some perfect? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't make it. I can't make it. You go buy that. You go buy that. We're living in a, yeah, in like a Hellman's world. We're living in a Hellman's world. What the hell are you talking about? We live in Los world. Angeles. There's an eight. You can't throw a stone without hitting an Asian market. Let me tell you. Sound yeah. like a bunch of guys who never had pukey mayo. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's what I said. Like, well, anyway, long story short was who hates mayo. I thought of Steve Cavino last night. Seemed like a Miracle Whip kind of guy. When uh, oh, Miracle Whip is disgusting. Uh, when I saw Neil Brown get mayo poured all over him, just, just take a listen to the the fun everyone's having. Mayo, blood egg salad. Now, I feel like my co-host that I've been working with for a decade or so now, Steve Covino, I feel like you're cut from the cloth of type the type of guy that would say, "Yeah, you're not pouring mayo on me." Yeah, but you I'm just want to you just want a bowl game, and you'd be like, "Yeah, I don't care, no well, mayo on me." Look, to be clear, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the celebration. You know, the Gatorade is a great tradition. The mayo is a bit next level for me. And a guy with good hair. No, I'm just kidding. I'm the type of guy, because you described me one particular way. The hair. I'm the type of guy who, if it's sort of my idea, I'm all in. It's about the spontaneity. So if I'm like, yeah, do it, then good. But if people sort of get me with it, then I'm kind of mad. you know. Or if it's their idea and they're putting this sort of pressure on me to to allow them to do it, then, yeah, I'm kind of mad about it. I don't like being pushed in that direction. I feel weird about it. Kavino's the type of guy that, like, if you tell him, like, yo, Kavino, I'll do that impression, or, dude, have this drink. He'd be like, no. No, Kavino, you should watch this new show I'm checking out. No. But if he discovers it, it's the greatest thing. If I'm in the moment, I could be the most excited about it, right? So Duke's Mayo Bowl, Neil Brown, and Nick Cope. We were talking to Nick Cope earlier. Again, Danny G is here, super producing. Yeah. 877 hey, on yeah. Fox, the birthday boy, Danny G. Who turned, what, 25 yesterday, yeah. Danny G? <laughs> yes, sir. 20s. We got Perfet, the Mayo King, very pompous about his mayo on the ones and twos. You just don't know. You just, <laughs> I like good you guys. I cook. I like to cook, and I like to cook good things. You know what? If it was that great, everybody would know about it. And <laughs> Nick Cope. Americans are dumb. You don't know about anything. That is true. We're not, we're not debating that. Nick Cope said that the Holiday Bowl... Yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley took. Uh, yeah, this was a new thing this year. How about a, a bucket of eggnog? Is that any yeah. better than mayo? It's, <laughs> absolutely. These these it's bowl games are better. all one upping themselves on what they pour on these guys. It's, it's just it's a little mayo. Overboard. It's cereal. It's. I mean, who likes to be humiliated like that? Oh. I get it in celebration. There's a difference between what Coach Prime did to Tim McCarver back in the day, right? That was just straight up humiliation. I love it. No, that was just wrong. But I are we gonna, we gonna have an argument? Are we gonna have an argument about something thirty years ago? You don't think Dion celebrating and pouring some some champagne on Tim McCarver? You thought that was inappropriate? It was a hundred percent inappropriate. He did it to humiliate the guy. He almost electrocuted him. Yeah, I mean Tim McCarver was not happy about that. I, I mean it was obvious. I remember so, loving that as a kid. I mean you may have loved it because you were like. A kid, but imagine some player was doing that to you, the announcer, just to make you look dumb. McCarver was not happy about that moment. But Lincoln Riley, again, that's all part of the celebration, so I can't be too mad about it. But it is gross. It is next level. We're talking mayonnaise and eggnog. It's not something that we're accustomed to. We haven't gotten really past the Gatorade Listen, up I'm, until recently. I'm not going dummy fishing because I know we got a lot of other fun things to talk about, but is there something grosser you could think of? Like, can a bowl game top either eggnog or mayo? Like, imagine, like, hey, you won the blank bowl. Sit here, Mola- coach. The molasses bowl. The mo- <laughs> no, that's, yeah. I mean, how about you the, won the sar- syrup bowl? The sardine bowl. Yeah, just a yeah. bunch of fish oh, on you. Like, there's got to be a limit. I understand it's meant in fun, 
But so is when your college friends prank you when you're sleeping and they're pouring stuff on you. You know, so is uh, fraternities when they're hazing the new idiot trying to join their club. You know, these are sort of humiliation tactics, but disguised as cele- celebratory moments. I think it's That's- a celebration for this. But, I, I mean, if a Ramco wants to sponsor a bowl game soon, does a guy take a quick dip in, like, some crude petroleum or something? That's what I'm saying. There's a limit Ooh. here. What if, right, what, if it was like, what if it was like the top ramen bowl and like Nick Saban's doing a, uh, a cannonball into a big thing of uh, ramen noodles? Scalding hot. Like spa. <laughs> Look, you got to always factor in the intent. I think that's what I'm getting at. And the intent here is celebrating yeah. and it's all in good fun and coming from a good place. So I'm not that mad about it, but I wouldn't be pumped about it either. I don't think anybody would. Nobody wants. That's why people want to shy away and move out of the way. You know, when you see that mayo being poured on on Coach Neil Brown, he doesn't look like he's, you know, relishing in the moment. I, I got to ask, not because it's mayo or Lincoln Riley. And I said it. relishing to, you know, stick oh, yeah. to the Oh, you can do, do the relish? Oh, the relish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, I, I think you and I have a difference of opinion on something based on your old school reference to Tim McCarver and last night. With, that was a humiliating moment with, for Tim McCarver. You know, Neil Brown with the mayo and Lincoln Riley with the eggnog. I saw our old buddy Steve Gelbs, who is the, I guess you would say the the reporter for the Mets. It's in the you know Gary Cohen calls the games with Keith and Ron, and Steve Gelbs is the guy that walks around the stadium and does the reporting. One of the few moments, you know, like just the Mets aren't that great, and I'm, I root for a loser. When they did clinch the division a couple of years ago and they went on a little run, Steve Gelbs was part of that celebration and he was being doused with champagne and he was soaked and the players were, he was in the mix. And I thought he got caught up in the crossfire. Yeah, but I what thought, do? but I thought as a reporter, that's probably one of your most memorable assignments. Like, Agreed. Think of how many times you're probably. Would like, you rather be in the winning locker room or the losing no, locker but I'm room saying as like, a reporter? I'm saying like a lot of times it's like, hey, coach, what adjustments did you make at the half? Or, hey, uh, you know, we're here with retired player in the it's the middle of the fifth inning, uh, two on, and we're here with uh, Ed Creampool. Like, I, I feel like those moments where you, if you could be in the crossfires or the players look at you enough as, hey, you're part of this. We're going to throw champagne on you. That's a badass moment. I would Again, embrace the hell out of that. I agreed. Same here. It's all about the intent. Like if they were and like, Kavino, we want you to cover the uh, the Yankees may clinch this week. And all of a sudden, uh, Aaron Judge gives you a headlock and he's pouring champagne on you. You'd be like, oh, the hell, stop it. Coming from a great place, you got to be part of the fun. Not trying to be a, a party pooper here. But uh, Fox Sports Radio, where's the where's the boundary? Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. I think that the may top be ramen, it. the top ramen bowl. When uh, <laughs> when the, the coach is told you have to do a, a, a cannonball into a huge bowl I of think, top I ramen. Think mayo is the uh, is the boundary. I really do. I don't know what more we can can do to celebrate in this way. I don't know how far we could go. The egg. I think it's worse than the eggnog. I think mayo is where it's at. What about a little and pool? A little pool of uh, beer. You can't swim in it. You'd fine. sink, right? But what if it was like uh, the Coors Light Bowl? And I don't know. You'd, there's got to be something. You could That's die in it, like the guy from Beer Fest. Das he, died, he, he died in a vat of beer, did he not? Well, let's uh, let's start with the phone calls that are coming in already. Kavino and Rich in for Dan Patrick. Love hanging with you guys. Like I said, we're going to talk a lot of NFL today. I just first thing that came to mind when I saw eggnog and mayo being poured on coaches last night was that there are certain people, a la my bud Steve Kavino, that would be like, nah. Well, again, you're, you're sort of switching my stance a little bit uh, i don't like it in the form of hazing i don't like it in the form of demeaning anybody if it's in the moment as part of the celebration like what are you gonna do you gotta have fun with it i'm not saying don't have fun with it but the mayo is kind of gross so again the duke's mayo bowl the holiday bowl your calls at eight seven seven ninety nine on fox is this celebration gone too far uh, let's or go. hit us up at covino and rich uh let's go to tony we'll kick things over with him in la Kavino and Rich, in for Dan. What's up, man? The number, 877-99 on Fox, if you want to chime in. What's up, man? Hey, Happy New Year, guys. You Caleb too. Williams is a fraud. He's like the new Johnny Manziel. He's not Tua. He's not Mahomes. He's not Hurts. He's not the guy in Oregon or Washington or LSU. That new quarterback totally embarrassed Caleb Williams by leading the team to do what he did yesterday. Like, that's his first game. Look what he did. He, and Leakin Riley brought out the 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 Mayfield What's that guy's Baker Mayfield playbook? And look what he did—like smooth game, 
not like Tulane last year with big, with uh, uh, Williams trying to show off on every play, trying you to win talking, the Heisman Trophy again. We were talking about the smooth eggnog. That's what we were talking about. No, but but you let me tell you yes. something though. I know uh, Miller Moss. I listen. I can't pretend I know this guy, and either could you. That's the fun of this conversation. No one's got insight on a guy that just steps in. And looks like a stud out the gate, and it yeah. does show you. Is it the system? Is it Caleb? And, does it look bad on Caleb Williams that someone else just popped in and looked that good? Does. Yes. As a USC guy, like it's it's cool, but at the same time, I feel like we've seen we see this every bowl season, right? There's a lot of guys, especially now, who transfer out through the transfer portal, and in the bowl. These guys are stepping up. They want to earn these starter spots. They want to earn their spot for next year. And some of them just ball completely out. I, I, I really hope Miller Moss turns into this great thing. But at the same time, like we've seen this every every year, so I'm I'm wary still. I, I'm, Nick Copa, you're a college football guy yeah. more than I am. Obviously, you you cover. It. You're the guy. When you see someone step in like that, is that a reflection of oh, listen, they got a good staff, they got good coaching, or is it well, maybe Caleb Williams is just. Bull, a good player and assistant that uh, highlights him. Bowl games are a total crapshoot nowadays. There's sit. so many guys, yeah, transferring, opting out. You're you're figuring out who's playing the day of the game. You got Louisville, who is on the cusp of maybe doing something special, but they lost in the ACC championship game. They really faltered at the end of the year. So I, you know, I, I don't really agree with that caller at all. But and, and then I understand why USC fans are frustrated about Caleb Williams and how this season turned out. But like, there's no denying his NFL caliber talent. No, it's not yeah. the season for USC. Is not on Caleb Williams. Yeah. It's on the defense. But, but, but as, as you said, the bowl games. Yeah, the, yeah, it's the defense that was USC's issue. Yeah. But the bowl games are very interesting because, like, look at Florida State. What are they sitting more than like practically yeah. half their team? Because listen, they got screwed, they got screwed out of a spot. So they're like, hey, you know what? Later, later. This. Also, Georgia. the Pac-12 is a really good conference this year. They were supposed to dominate a team like Louisville from the ACC. Yeah. It's not like Caleb Williams is just a pocket passer in a system. He extends plays. He makes things happen. He was their whole offense. Yeah, they asked him to do everything. He's got that magic like Lamar and Patrick, so I, I think that's what separates him. Also, yeah. real quick on Miller Moss. This was his first start since his junior year of high school in wow. 2019. Isn't that wild? He but early his, enrolled at his SC. second year on the team, though, no? It's his third year. Third year he he early okay, enrolled so. at SC, so he didn't even play his senior year during COVID. So he's been waiting and waiting. Okay. It's and been over four was, years. I don't think he was even supposed to play this bowl game until, uh, who is it, Malachi? Is it Malachi Nelson? Yep. Uh, USC's other big shot that their five-star recruit decided to just transfer out without playing a single down for USC. Opportunities, man. You take it and run with it. And, you know, I always think of a guy that there's no one. It, let's see if you guys could read my mind. I'm not thinking college. I'm thinking NFL. Guy took advantage of his random spot start, got a ton of money, and never deserved it. Do you guys remember when Matt Flynn? Yeah, he's number one. Filled in. Flynn. I was Flynn trying to remember his name. When he filled in, Kavito. Oh, now you're, uh, you're going to make me when, hurt. When he filled in for the Packers mm -hmm. and put up, like, what, 400 yards, multiple touchdowns. And uh, then he against got a, the Lions. And then he got a deal, like, like way more than he should have from Seattle. And then they quickly turned to Russell Wilson, and he just sat back and chilled with that money. That's, you know, that's what happens. Sometimes you get an opportunity, and you roll with it, and you impress. And Isn't that what we're trying to do, filling in for Dan Patrick? That is true. Just trying to get that big money? Throw some touchdowns today. <laughs> in like <Lake> <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, that's what you got to do in those moments. So really, you got to applaud it. You, you think Flynn, like, man, he he took the money and ran, but hey, good for him, honestly. And props to Miller Moss. So let's go back to your feedback. John in Texas, you're on with Kavino and Rich. Yeah, guys, if you think about it, if you're in a locker room and, and you get champagne poured on you, that's not really humiliating. It's not a big deal. Uh, what I think happened, if I remember correctly, is uh, Prime put bleach in the bottle and poured bleach on him or sh sprayed bleach on him. That's why I think he was so upset. If he did that, then I, I forget that part they of the story. They were beefing. I just know that the they time. were. I know that. They McCarver. were. They were in the middle of a squabble at the yeah, time. Yeah, that wasn't from a playful place. Yeah. That no, was from no, a, a place of animosity where they were going back and forth for throughout the year. Yeah, McCarver and Deion Sanders. There was no love lost there. And I remember what happened. Kavino was he poured champagne. If you don't know the story, if you're a younger dude and you might forget, or hey, maybe you're an older guy and have a bad memory. Maybe 
you forget totally. But McCarver was in the locker room. Deion Sanders poured champagne on his head. And McCarver even made a comment like, yeah, real classy, Deion. Like, like on the spot, like said he was not classy. Yeah. It was, yeah. So again, it depends on the intent. That's all I'm getting at. I don't remember that bleach side of the story, by the way. But, you know, I, I do remember. Obviously, seeing that as a kid, and it's a famous highlight. Unfortunately oh, for you, don't remember. Tim McCarver. You don't remember Tim McCarver being like, "You ruined my sports coat." No, yeah. <laughs> that might actually be the worst thing you can dump on someone in a bowl celebration. Like I don't know, oh, a the, tide, ble- the bleach, like bowl? a tide or a Clorox bowl. <laughs> it also sounds a little dangerous if someone's pouring bleach on you. Yeah, I looked it so up. Got- it says uh, Dion dumped ice water on McCarver yeah, over criticism like- of Sanders playing for the Braves and the NFL's Falcons on the same day. And uh, Sanders doused McCarver multiple times, the last one directly in his face. In your face! It's the same way a woman throws a drink at you, though. It's not done with love. You know what yeah. I mean? It was done to humiliate the guy on TV. Oh, and By the way, a, that's, that's an old school moment. That's not to throw shade and bring up anything bad about Coach Prime either. But we're talking about those celebratory moments and what the limits are. Well, that's a good question in itself. Forget the mayo and the eggnog. Have you ever had a drink thrown in your face? I don't think I have. One time. Really? Can't wait to hear this. I had Mr. A Perfect Rich Davis? I had a drink thrown in my face Can't one wait. time. <laughs> oh, I'll tell I'll t- I'll tell you the story. Oh, it's a good one. I'll tell you next. Plus, we're going to talk some Cam Newton and Debo. This is a hilarious story involving those two. Tommy DeVito, the ups and downs of the Guido life of a Jersey kid. We'll talk some Tommy DeVito and a little look, not a little look, a big look at week 17, all the key matchups in the NFL. Coming up right here, Kavino and Rich in for DP right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me for the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Cavino and Rich in for Dan Patrick live from the Mercedes-Benz Studios. Later <laughs> this hour, old school when 50 hits. 
When 50 hits oh. in life, when 50 hits on the clock, we throw it back on a Thursday and reminisce. We're going to be talking nerds. Kavino, uh, we're going to talk Russell Wilson in a second. It is the hot story. we got to get to that. Um, but I was just talking to, you know, Mike who runs this place? Who? Yeah, Mike, the, the guy that runs it. Never the, heard of him. Mike. He's Mike was, uh, was saying. Never we were, heard of him. We were saying how uh, Debo and Trent Williams and, you know, McCaffrey, everyone has the back of Brock Purdy. When you hear all the chirping from everyone from Cam Newton, Micah Parsons, is it your job to always protect your quarterback? And Mike brought up the fact that, you know, even if, like, let's say his his wife is arguing with his sister-in-law or someone at a party, even if his wife is wrong, he has to be like, yeah, baby, you're right. And then when they get home... He could then say, listen, you, you aren't right, but I always got your back because I'm your husband. And I wonder if, like, do Debo, Trent Williams, George Kittle, all these guys are like, Brock's our guy. He's our guy. Is, is that the answer because it's the situation? Or do they genuinely feel like he's the guy? I think that's how you have to handle it, and Mike's absolutely right about that. Even if – I've seen you with exes, Kavino, where I've seen a look on your face where, bro – I don't agree with her, but you know what I have to do right now. It's well, my girl. The answer's simple because I got to go home and sleep with her. I'm not sleeping with you. You got room in your bed for me? <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not sleeping on the couch either. Yeah, it's a king. So this, this, I got to have her back in this moment. I've seen this with my own family where, let, let's just say, my brother and his wife and other people have argued, and, and I've seen situations where it's like, yo, my brother is going to defend his wife regardless because what you're right. What is he going to do? Fight with his wife? No, you don't. You you always have to have the back of your wife, and in sports, it's your quarterback, it's your star player. But I do believe that the 49ers have Brock Purdy's back because they do believe in him because they're not expecting him to be the star. They're the star, and they're okay with star. That. It's star. um, look, everyone has a role in their relationship. Brock Purdy's role in this relationship isn't to be the star; it's to it's to elevate their star. Kittle star, Debo star. He, he has weapons. It's how he uses them. But again, this all comes from this this catfished <laughs> text story between Cam Newton and Debo Samuel. Yo, Debo's Cam. I'm trying to have you on the pod in the next few weeks. <laughs> Hit me back, Ace Boogie. Who this is? Cam. You trying to hop on? I don't know who this is. Is Cam Newton killer? Then he says, "F you, Debo." And he says, good game, you look good. And Debo Samuel saying, yo, Cam, you know, stop trying to be my friend if you're talking smack about my quarterback. And Cam Newton is saying, yo, I never said any of that. Do you, do you feel, by the way? catfished, but regardless, Debo has to have his quarterback's back. Do you feel for Debo considering you, Steve Cavino, have been catfished? Um, in today's world... Look, I got catfished when it was much easier to catfish somebody. So, Danny, do you know the story or no? Yeah, it's Covino's first wife, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Covino, back in the day, be before social media was a real thing where you could easily check up on people. And, you know, this is when things were still questionable. Like, yo, is that really her? Covino talked to this girl for a while and finally met up with her. And uh, it was not what he thought. It was just it was as bad as it could get. And did, did she use somebody else's photo? What happened? No. Look, we work in radio, right? So I was <laughs> filling in, actually coming in late at night, overnight shift, and I was following up this host, DJ Liquid Todd on K-Rock New York, who's a great guy, still a pal. And he was on the studio line with some girl who was talking all sexy. That's how you kill time late at night in between commercials. Oh, old school you, radio? You would just talk to listeners on the request line, yeah. Right, yeah. And, you know, she was like, hey, guys. So I was replacing Liquid Todd, and he said to me, yo, I know this girl. She's really hot. I talked to that girl for like a year because I was going through a breakup. And she would call me up. We eventually exchanged numbers. And then eventually we met. And I was like, oh, my God. It was it was horrifying. Yeah. It really was. Let's just say it she was, was a big girl with a crutch, and she's I'm like, not, and she said, "Sorry, I lied." Yeah, it was it was a honestly it was a nightmare. She <laughs> she hit me up in an emergency, like, I need help. I need a ride. Maybe you could come pick me up. And I'm like, well, finally, yeah, let's go. 
I thought I was going to get some action, and <laughs> nope. then I realized quickly I didn't want any. And it was terrible. It really was. It was a horrible story because I, I had this this vision of this person <laughs> for over a year, and then when I finally met him, it wasn't that. I'm sorry. I, I, think, to, I think to be catfished now is is a lot more embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. you could search pictures. Yeah, yeah. Now I didn't have that option back then. You yeah. know what? Like the late 90s, early 2000s. As, now, there's no excuse now. It was even a little questionable when Manti Teo got catfished and that whole that whole documentary yeah. made your you made yeah. your stomach sink for the guy i know it's like a year but, old or so now but that documentary was like oh that gave me they gave me <laughs> the chills but still covino was going off a of voice and you learn in radio i learned as a kid from a dj named tim cruz when we were at a station in stockton california he told me he said if the girl's voice is silky smooth She's a big girl. If the girl sounds mean like to me more, she's probably a petite little girl. And I don't know why he told me that or why he thought that, but I heard that from more than one DJ. Wow, and, look at that. Yeah, yeah. You never knew who was on the other side back then. Well, that's why, you know, Covino, you're not supposed to meet up with listeners. And Yeah, you're right. And, and in Debo's case, right, Debo's not a star enough to reach out to another player in the NFL to be like, yo, is this Cam or not? Is this his number or not? I like can see he probably he probably thought oh Cam found my Cam got my number from a mutual NFL guy, it seemed legit. But apparently Cam Newton not contacting Debo Samuel, from what no. we're hearing. And then Debo is saying, sort of an f u to Cam because Cam's been outspoken against his quarterback, and that raises the question: Do you have to have your quarterback's back no matter what? Do you have to have your significant other's back no matter what? Well, over, do. Over, do. over time, you've noticed when a guy doesn't have his quarterback's back, it's apparent, and it's awkward and weird. Yeah, uh, you, you handle that you know, in the locker room behind closed doors. All right. Well, speaking of quarterbacks and speaking of having their back, I don't even know where to start when dissecting this whole Sean Payton, Russell Wilson scenario in Denver. Well, it ties to what we just said. Certain things could be handled and discussed, like Big Mike said, you know, at home, behind closed doors. You don't make those things public because what you're telling your competition is there's 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 trouble in paradise. That something ain't right. There's there's and two blazing. We saw Sean Payton sort of break those rules with Russell Wilson throughout the season. Yeah, that's I'm glad you said that because I was gonna say there's two things that pop in my head when I think of the relationship between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll's an animated guy. When you root against him. Oh, he's fun to root against. But if he was your coach, you would love him. The guy's full of energy. The guy's 70 something and has the energy of a 30 year old. You got to really respect what Pete Carroll brings to football. You never saw him screaming in an angry, almost like a authoritative well, way. You're, you're, you're taking your leader's juice, right? Like you got the you got to let your leader lead in that moment. I get it. You're the coach and all that, but you're really just making him look like a chump there, in front of everybody else. There's two. There's two scenarios in which I'm like, when looking back now, you're like, ooh, awkward. And one of them is how Sean Payton seems to reprimand a veteran and Super Bowl winner like Russell Wilson, almost as if he's some unestablished Again, in, in, rookie. In public, in front of the oh, team. Oh, on the sideline. and yeah. yeah, that's the difference. We're not saying that Sean Payton can't have his words with Russell Wilson, but it's in the manner in which he did it on national television for all to see, for his teammates to see. It it showed you that, I don't know, it wasn't a good match between he and Russell Wilson, in my opinion. And, and the proof is in the figgy pudding because if you were traveling or missed it, Stidham's going to start against the Chargers. So yeah, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. There's so many layers, and it has to do with money and making sure he's healthy for a trade, and you know, there's going to be so much dead money against the cap. The, the Broncos, this is, this is a rough scenario, but I want to take it back way far for a second before the yelling before the terrible start but then the great recovery where it was like oh they may make the playoffs and then they stumbled recently do you remember when Sean Payton was first hired by the Denver Broncos do you remember one of the first things we heard was a reporter say to Sean Payton hey how do you feel about Russ having his own office and his own this and his trainers in the facility and this and that and Sean Payton was very quick to shut down that narrative, like, well, not where I am. And I remember thinking, like, you know, there was, there was no, uh, you know, there was no two ways about it. 
Sean Payton was going to come in and coach the way he coaches, and the idea of Russell Wilson having his own office, his own people in the facility, Sean Payton was going to say no to that, and I think, I don't know if that was, yeah, but if this was what? a dead, was this a At dead relationship time, from step one? Maybe, but you asked us how we felt when we heard that. At the time, we were like, you know what, well, maybe that's what the team needs. It seems like Russell Wilson, for as great as he is, he rubs people the wrong way, so maybe... Sean Payton's going to come there and, and be the great equalizer here and put that to rest. Now, this happens so in a lot it, of... It felt necessary at the time. I mean, this happens in a lot of industries. But honestly, particularly radio and broadcasting, TV, is similar to sports in that when a new coach comes in, Spot, you've seen it. Danny G, everyone in the in the room has seen it. When a new program director takes over oh, a radio station, you a lot of shake it up like a Scott lot of, A lot of times they <laughs> shake it up. Yeah, they you do. They shake it up. They come in and they say, "Hey, listen, they brought me in because either the old program director was fired or left. I need to shake it up." And they might say, "Oh, I don't. I, you know, people may like the current morning show or afternoon show, but I'm bringing in my own guy." Yeah, and new I, boss always brings in their own guy. And, and no matter where you work, they may keep a lot of people in place, but the boss, he or she, will always bring in some of their own people. And I just wonder if Sean Payton, deep down inside, knew, yeah, Russ isn't what I'm – Russell Wilson's not who I want here. And, and I may – it'll be an experiment, and I'll, I'll get him out of here eventually, but we'll see. There were early signs of this. They gave Jared Stidham – a $10 million contract for just a couple seasons, and the Raiders were bidding. They wanted to keep Stidham, but at the time, it was kind of weird because people were like, why are the Broncos overbidding on Stidham? Uh, now we know why. Well, as the story plays out, too, people are saying that Russell Wilson has known about this. He, he he's prepared and he's he yesterday, didn't he go he's on social media? He's in God's hands. Yeah. yeah, he's doing the whole, it's in God's hands, next step, and, you know, you know, saying all the right things and yeah, next step. And but I wonder if listen, if it would have worked out. Let's say the Broncos from day one clicked and Sutton and Judy and Wilson and all these guys were clicking and Peyton, it was working. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. But I think going into it, Sean Peyton deep down inside felt, yeah, Russ isn't the answer for me to rebuild this franchise. And I and I think it's the equivalent of someone coming into any workplace and saying, yeah, I'll try to work with the people you have here, but the reality is I want to bring in my own people. And I think you're seeing that right now. I think that's exactly what we're seeing. Yeah, nail on the head. So your thoughts at 877-99 on Fox. Kavino and Rich in for Dan Patrick on Fox Sports Radio. we got more next. Hang tight. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Yeah, how you doing? How you feeling today? How you doing? 
Always feeling good, filling in for Dan Patrick. Again, yeah. if you dig what you're hearing, well, we appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you. Happy holidays. We're on Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 on the West, right here on Fox Sports Radio, and a bonus podcast called Overpromised on Fox Sports Radio's YouTube page because, well, how do you fit all this fun into two hours? That's normally what I'm saying. Two hours, but it's a pleasure having that bonus hour here for Dan Patrick. Again, live from the Mercedes-Benz Studios. You know, we were, just talking, uh, we were just talking during the break about how we're on a lot of East Coast places. So 5 p.m., by the way. We, we keep saying 2 p.m. on the West. Uh, we just looked at our affiliates, our afternoon show. Yeah. Mostly East Coast. So 5 o'clock East Coast every day with Kavino and Rich. I mean, it's easy math. 5 p.m., just add three hours. I know my dad can never figure that out. Well, that's out, what I'm saying. If know. your dad can't figure yeah, it out, but I, mean, just, you know. I think the rest of the country can. West Coast, always three hours behind the East Coast. Yeah, how does Again. it work? <laughs> Dad, yeah, Always, always, never change. The Mercedes-Benz Holiday Love Celebration is here with incredible offers on exceptional vehicles you're bound to love, like the EQB C-Class or the EQE SUV. Find an exclusive offer on a vehicle you'll adore now through January 2nd. Learn more at mbusa.com slash special offers. And did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special, Rich? Oh, tell me more. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible. You won't be held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. For the now, life of me. <laughs> we're in the middle of old school when 50 hits. We do yeah. this every Thursday on our show. When 50 hits on the clock, we throw it back on a Thursday and... Today's Joe Manganello. Joe Manga, blah, blah, blah. Joe Manganello, Magic Mike's birthday. He's 47, turns 47 today. And for the past few weeks, we've been debating here on the show what's worse, a sports nerd or an actual nerd? And, and you know, he fits in both categories because he's a huge Pittsburgh sports fan, lives and dies Steelers and all things Pittsburgh sports. While at the same time, he's like a Dungeons and Dragons guy, but it goes onto the radar because he's also Magic Mike. So I guess if you're Magic Mike and you look like that and the ladies love you, you're allowed to also like Dungeons and Dragons, I guess. So abs cancels out all your nerdy interests. I guess so, right? I guess so. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He really is. He's a man's man. Absolutely. But it poses the question, you know, on a throwback Thursday, because Rich says, there's one answer. Yeah, because we, because we were talking about sports nerds and actual nerds. Because Danny G had just taken his kid to Disney for the first time and said, the nerds that are hanging around like the Star Wars attractions. Danny, just quickly tell the, the little anecdote you told me off, off the air during the break. Yeah, so Rise of the Resistance. By the way, I like Star Wars, but everything in moderation. Yeah. Right. Rise of the Resistance is an amazing ride. I don't know how many years it took them to put that together. Everything to scale amazing but we get inside and at the beginning of the ride they tell you where the resistance where the base is located and they say no matter what don't tell enemy forces where the base is and this guy is with a couple of buddies in front of us and they have matching star wars jackets on he turns and looks at his friends and he said if this was real life i wouldn't tell them even if they tortured me Oh, he was dead serious. I swear he was dead serious. Nerd. But for whatever reason, Dan, <laughs> nerd. it's and been like 10 years now. I feel like it's been 10 years where nerd is the new cool. So we live in the upside down. Yeah, yeah. and also the custom $200 lightsabers. I mean, people go all out there. And they have the sleeves, like the protective cases for these lightsabers. And my wife went up to a park attendant and said, where's the, where's the nearest bathroom? And the character, the Star Wars character said, I don't work here. I'm just a nerd. <laughs> I don't. I don't work here. I'm just dressed like this. No, the, the guy said. <laughs> so you know, listen. You can say two hundred dollars for a lightsaber is weird. You could also say two hundred dollars for a jersey is weird, right? An official jersey. Someone might say hey, you're wearing a jersey with another man's name on it for a couple hundred bucks. So listen, there's but, sports. But do we think we're in the game though? No, we don't but, think we're in the uh, NFL no. game. I think some people do think they are. But anyway, there are sports nerds or regular nerds. But the the question we posed this morning when we were having our coffee, getting ready for the show, we said, is there a number one nerd of all time? And He's I said- the ultimate nerd. Yeah, and I said, there's a clear number one. And I don't think it could be contested. So that's where I say to you, Fox Sports Radio Nation, change my mind. 877-99 on Fox. By far, 
the number one nerd in the history of TV, movie, sports, anything, has to be the one and only. Did I do that? Got I'd me your, cheese. I'd say, I'd say you, Rich, are close second. Steve Mother effing Urkel. There is no one even close. He's by far the most famous nerd in the history of entertainment. All right. Now, the same way you might it's argue. A hard, it's a hard know. one to debate because the dude owned like a decade of network TV well, on TGIF. You and, said, and reruns you, said and, you said your sister used to have an Urkel doll that you would pull a string and it would be like, got any cheese? Guess what, Rich? More than just my sister. Like millions of people had that doll. So that's why it's. It's a hard one to debate, but we could throw some other honorable mentions or or potential winners you know, out there. I'm thinking, you know, the same way you'd probably say our pal Henry Winkler, the Fonz, is synonymous with cool. If you were to say, name the coolest character ever, you might say, not my generation, but the answer is Fonzie. The Fonz, yeah. I, Arthur I Fonzarelli. I think the answer by far, if you said, biggest nerd no one comes close to Steve Urkel, Jaleel White, a character much like Fonzie that wasn't designed to be the star of the show, but ended up becoming the star of the show. Now, nerd to me is also very synonymous with the 80s, and Family Matters is the 90s. So I'm feeling my answer may have a little more weight to it, okay? Because, again, it's very 80s. And by the way, I looked this up recently. I think the first sign of nerd was used in a Dr. Seuss book. Look it up. First time it was ever published in American history. Nerd was one of his weird characters. So he gets credit for, I think, even coming up with the word or publishing it. But if 80s is so synonymous with nerds, nerds, you know, and Revenge of the Nerds, my answer immediately goes to maybe Anthony Michael Hall or would you say he's a geek because he his character was labeled geek in 16 Candles. He was the geek. He was the nerd. So I'm going to throw him out there, too, as honorable mention because he played the nerd in several John Hughes movies and was also supposed to be the nerd Ducky in Pretty in Pink, which went to John Cryer. So I'm thinking quintessential 80s nerd was Anthony Michael Hall. Well, the, when you Googled nerd... Believe it or not, pretty quick, Steve Urkel comes up. Iconic character. Clad in suspenders, arguably unfashionable glasses, high water jeans. Are you describing Steve Urkel or Orville Redenbacher? Nasally antics. Everything about Steve Urkel. Like, you could throw the allergies in there. Like, oh, did I knew that? Like, everything about Urkel was a nerd. You know, um, someone hit us up on Twitter, at Covino on Rich. Someone said... Yeah. You know, because the show was popular, and as Cavino pointed out, nerds sort of became cool in the 2000s. Yeah. Jim Parsons, Sheldon yeah. from Big Bang Theory, well, might be uh, on this list. The entire well, cast of that show. Yeah. Except, well, Kelly, Except Qu- Kelly Cuoco. Yeah, Kelly Cuoco was like the one non-nerd of that show. So who comes to mind? 877 on Fox. We're trying to declare a winner of sorts on it, a throwback Thursday. About- and by the way, we're also going to talk this hour about who is the current greatest player in the NFL right now? Is it still Patrick Mahomes? Because that was the answer for a long time, so stick around for that. Nerd. What about uh, Carlton? Oh. oh, that's a good one, Spot. That's a really good one. Carlton. Yeah. It's not unusual. He's best, a nerd. Best yeah. nerd dance, for right? sure. Right? Oh, mean, man. I mean, his whole wardrobe, think about it. He Bow was ties. He was the young black dude in L.A. who lived in... In a rich neighborhood. And, Carlton you know, wasn't black. Th- yeah. Th- I mean, think of it. The whole dynamic was Will was cool and Carlton was wearing sweater vests. And he tried to make Carlton cool for the whole a show. Was he or a cornball, as Rob Parker would say? Cornball. <laughs> He's a cornball. <laughs> maybe that. Uh, and by the way, you're right. Dr. Seuss um, coined the term nerd 60 years ago. I just happened to see that recently. And speaking of recent, again, I'm in New Jersey visiting the fam. And 
my parents had on Grease last night because my daughter wanted to watch Grease. Oh. Just throwing it out there because no one would say it. Eugene, you know, Eugene Greece? was he's because that's a you know that's a very famous play. If you were casted as Eugene, you know you were the nerd of the play. You it's just true. got casted as the nerd. So he was like the quintessential high school nerd. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying he's the answer. I'm just saying he's that guy. Yo, Cove, I was answering the studio line, so I don't know if you guys mentioned him, but. I think of Louis Skolnick. Oh, yes. from Revenge of the Revenge Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Growing up, he was the leader of the nerds. He's the leader of the nerds. No, I, think I think of, of uh, just... Poindexter. Poindexter. That's like, you know what? They're all great names, all great nerds. But do any of them really rival Steve Urkel? I hate to like agree with Rich, but he makes a really strong case. He had every quality I mean, of Steve, what a nerd would Steve be. Steve Urkel, quintessential nerd, but there are honorable mentions. Uh, you brought up John Cryer as Ducky, but what about on Two and a Half Men? Like, think about it. Charlie Sheen was like the playboy, womanizer, like cool guy, and John Cryer was his his nerdy bro. I, I got one based on what you just said that no one's going to say, so I'll just say it. Skippy from Family Ties. He was a nerd, right? Oh, I mean, he huge was, nerd. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Skippy. <laughs> he was just a he, nerd. He, he was obsessed with Mallory, Oh, what about right? uh, Dwight from The Office? So good one, Spot. Oh, big nerd, yeah. Dwight. But do they any of them rival Urkel? Like, Urkel was the font. Remember, you brought up the Fonz as the definition of cool. The Fonz was also a side character that became the main character, much like Urkel. But Urkel did it on the flip side of that. He made the nerd the main character of that show. He was supposed to be an ancillary character. Now, we 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 did point that out. Now, when you talk about nerds, Cavino, we say Urkel's top of the heap. I mean, he's he's he, the he's the Michael Jordan of nerds. He's he's Mount Rushmore, man. Uh, he's like the Gretzky. But he's it, un, he it, might be undebatable. You know, in typical uh, fashion, everyone loves to do their Mount Rushmore of everything. Meanwhile, none of us uh, have ever been to Mount Rushmore, but everyone loves to do their Mount Rushmore. So. You have Urkel there. Three others. I think Dwight from The Office, like Spot said, just based on the haircut alone and the vibe of Dwight. Dwight's on Mount Rushmore with Urkel. You might put Carlton up there, and I'm trying to think and of this. Sheldon. And Sheldon? Is that it? It's generational, man. I think a lot of younger guys would say Sheldon um, from Big Bang Theory. The whole show was about nerds. Oh, Spot. But about- then you're leaving off Skolnick, so then you're, no, no. You're, no. you're sort of isolating like 80s dudes who grew up with Revenge of the Nerds. Hold that on. dude was the nerd. I'm thinking of when I'm picturing like 80s, 90s nerds in my head. Spot. Cavino's a couple years older than us, so he always loves to say, yeah, I was out getting booty when you guys were watching uh, TGIF. I mean, it's true. Sure. I'm, I'm sitting at home watching uh, Family Matters, Full House. And step by step, Spot, wasn't the Suzanne Summer's oh, the, son? Yeah, the son was a huge nerd. The son on step by step, that little, he was a little dweeb. I forget his name. Oh, the kid from um, Twilight Zone, the movie? Yeah. Yeah, maybe not popular enough, but he did come to mind for me. I'm like, yeah, the, because the whole point was, how could he be such a nerd when his mom was like, you know, the hot Suzanne Summers? All right, 877 on Fox. Who else could even rival? The goat. Look, there's lots of undeb- <laughs> there's lots of goats, right? Yeah. Some are undebatable. Urkel might be in that Gretzky sort of echelon of nerds. Listen, other where sports it's like really show, hard to debate. Other sports shows might debate, uh, you know, Jordan and LeBron, and you know, your typical Ali and Tyson and Gretzky and uh, Jerry Rice or Randy Moss. No, no, no. Here on Camino Rich, who's the nerd goat? Who's the ger- yeah the goat of the nerds? Because again, is Joe Mangana? You could make a case that he is because he still pulls premium tail, as the as the kids say. Rich Joe Manganello is a sports nerd. He is a Dungeons and Dragons guy. It's his birthday. That's why we bring this up. And he's but also, maybe he's just too handsome he, to even also, fall yeah, into the category. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. When you're, when you're Magic Mike, and your ex-wife is Sofia Vergara, and you already have a beautiful new. Now Manganello is too cool to. He, He's like a hot chick that says, I'm really just the nerd. Yeah, Joe, like, no, Man- not. Joe Manganiello being into Dungeons and Dragons is like a hot chick that puts on glasses and pigtails. And she's like, I'm a nerd. And you're like, you're not a nerd. You're just a hot chick that put her hair in a, you know, up. Exactly. Throw on some glasses. It's like that, what's that movie, She's All That. 
Right, and uh, right. Freddie Prince Jr. takes off the girl's glasses and he's like, see? <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel yeah. Lee Cook. Uh, Mike in North Carolina, we'll start with you. Kavino and Rich filling in for Dan Patrick. Figure we'll mix it up a little bit today. Best nerd. Who comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, come on. Saved by the bell. Screech. Oh, oh dude. How do we leave off Screech? Yeah, it's like Rich's favorite show. The late, great Dustin Diamond, who, you know, he squabbled with that cast in his final days. But, yeah, Screech was a great nerd. Screech was packing heat, though. A lot of people don't know that. He had Remember a hog in his pantalones? Remember he painted porn or something? Rest in peace. But you know what, Rich? He may be the solid number two. And sometimes a solid number two. It's better than number one. Stop it. Um, no, but if you're saying Urkel's the go, I, I think how could Screech you not know, be honestly, right up there? If if we're if you really want to go the eye rolling route of a Mount Rushmore, which I, I brought up, so yeah, I, I think Screech is on that. Nick Cope, what do you got, buddy? Well, I was thinking, do we need some female representation oh, on boy. this Mount Rushmore? Oh, because uh, so for me, my favorite cartoon as a kid, Scooby Doo. Oh. What about Velma? Velma. Oh, good one. <laughs> and and on that Nick, note, is that, your no, is that your number one choice if you had to with a cartoon? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Nick, on that note, how about Lisa Simpson? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Legendary nerd. Uh-huh. She was a nerd, too. You're right about that. Uh, again, back to the phone calls. I'm going to throw one out there in, the be- in between because no one's going to say it. But if you were a big MTV kid like I was growing up and you loved Van Halen and 80s rock like that, the Hot for Teacher video okay. was as famous as it got, and they depicted, like, all the cool kids in school who turned into Van Halen, and then there was Waldo. Sit down, Waldo. <laughs> Waldo Waldo was the nerd, and he was just nervous to be in school. He was the guy. I thought you were going to say the VJ Kennedy. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kennedy was a nerd. You're right. What about, uh, what's her face from New Girl, Zoe Deschanel? Wasn't oh, her whole character? She was a nerd, Jess, on that show. She was New just girl, quirky. What about the uh, she who, by the way, turned into a uh, pretty curvy, good-looking young woman? Oh. The the daughter on Modern Family. Ariel Winters. Ariel yeah. Winters. Yeah, yeah, she she played the nerd on the show, and then you know yeah. grew up, and now and, she's uh. You and know. in that in that vein, uh, Topanga, boy, oh, boy yeah. meets girl. She was a nerd. She was oh, all into yeah. academics. Rich, Danny like G. She's like a hippie. Fox Sports Radio Nation, I consider him to be one of my heroes and one of the baddest, most suckas around and ever in the world of comedy. True true badass, but would you consider Pee Wee Herman a nerd? The late, great Pee Wee? Oh, you know what? <laughs> oh, I guy... think he just stole a caller's answer. You know, let's oh, go... really? Yeah, okay, uh, you know what? Phones. Let's go to Lisa in Florida. Lisa, you're on with Kavino and Rich in for Dan Patrick. What's up, Lisa? Totally did steal my thunder. I'm more of the Thelma era, but Pee Wee Herman started it all. You know, you're talking to uh, my co-host Steve Cavino here, biggest Pee Wee Herman fan I know. Rest in peace, Pee Wee. But yeah, he was he was legend. But what was great about Pee Wee Herman is like he was kind of cool. He just dressed like a nerd, right? Like he just, but he thought he was cool. He was funny. And it was, he it thought was, he was a ladies' man. He was dissing Dottie. Remember? She's like, "Come on, Pee Wee, let's just go out on a date." He's like. What? He didn't have time for that. He was in his zone. How did? I P- guess- yeah, by the way, how did Pee Wee Herman not have time for Dottie? <laughs> he was uh, doing magic tricks. I don't know. All right, let's uh, let's take one more phone call. Now we'll take the rest when we come back. James in Wisconsin. What's up, James? Yo, James. Hang on here. We got a full board. Hang on. Hang on. You know there what? we go. There's, oh, there we go. There's what, James. What up, James? Hey guys, thanks for taking the call. Real quick, I I, I kind of. Stole, got stole on the peewee, but I got a couple more for you. I got uh, this guy's kind of a whack job and got in a lot of trouble, but I got Jared from Subway, and then the sports guy, I got Kirk Cousins. You know, Kirk Cousins oh, is a great one. Kirk Cousins That's- is a great nerd. Yeah, Jared from Subway disqualified because he's a creep and in <laughs> yeah. prison. But when he was the spokesman before you realize what a piece of garbage he was, he was a nerd. Yeah, he was a nerd. That Cousins is a, a good weight. one. You see what a nerd he is in quarterback on Netflix. Like, a lovable nerd. 
Would you say Eli Manning is a big time sports nerd? Uh, at least I thought no, but he's about, uh, no, Eli's in the uh, category of goober. Goon. What about Dobbs? Uh, goober, goober, Isn't goober. Dobbs a huge nerd? Dobbs is an yeah. uh, he's the he's, he's, astronaut. Yeah, he's a yeah, Dobbs and uh, nerd. It's a scientific nerd. You right? guys haven't hit on one very unexpected Parents nerd. Parents look like aliens. Who's the yeah, unexpected they're nerd? In, they're in specific yeah. categories of like they're athletic nerds. This which, guy this guy, his love of Dungeons and Dragons, which I also love, is very extremely well documented. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel's like a Vin closet Diesel nerd, huh? Vin Diesel loves Dungeons and Dragons. And, and family. Yeah. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.